0: Hello! I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdyverse. Series uh, yes. here on Nerd Herder podcast. I almost I almost forgot, but there, I landed. I landed like a falcon uh, in the me. Nevada desert. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, this is where we talk about not Star Wars and all the lovely things that we love um, that aren't Star Wars, but similarly give us the feelies, um, you know. And so uh, we have promised this a while, and and we've been watching along with uh, many of our friends and other podcasters. <laughs> and I'm sure other important and smart people. Um, so it's no surprise that we are doing what all have been doing lately and talking about, Bird and Bucky.
1: Captain America and the Winter Soldier. There you
0: go, yeah. I, yes. Except we can't say that. I was literally like, oh, that's what they should call Captain America for. And then I'm like, wait, that's what they called Captain America too.
1: <laughs> but like, Darn it. Okay.
0: They got to do something like that. That's Captain nice. America movie
1: in my opinion, right? was Captain so, America and the Winter Soldier. Uh,
0: so. I think, hands down, that's one of the best Marvel movies. And so um, to see its legacy live on and continue into this new era of uh, Disney Plus show storytelling is exciting. Yeah, And and, and that is uh, the mantle they took on. They, they talk about that a lot, that this is a lot about legacy and everything. And mm-hmm. so um, to to get one of the more titular characters um, like Captain America um, you know to pass that on and everything big yeah. big shoes to fill, big thing to do in the show
1: very titular. Does it well.
0: I mean I think that uh, much much like me and a spry cat, it sticks the landing <laughs> um,
1: Our cats are not spry.
0: They are they're just old. Uh, they could if they want to. So it's like Master Roshi. He just chooses not to exactly. beat, beat everybody.
1: Yeah, he he chooses to flail on his back like a turtle. Right.
0: Um, so yeah. So we wanted to talk about uh, this along again with everyone else, and hopefully we do it in uh, our own unique and interesting way. We always strive to not go with the crowd, but it's hard not to talk about something we've enjoyed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. So uh, hopefully we bring a, a different spin to it because I'm sure many people are many listening. To many a podcast about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So,
1: yeah, but what's one more?
0: We're, like, what yeah, exactly? What's one more? And I mean, come on.
1: I cannot guarantee that our takes are going to be completely different, but I can guarantee in this universe they're 100% unique. In there you this go.
0: universe, yeah. And that's the thing is, I mean, if if we didn't talk about anything because somebody else did, I mean, we'd never talk about anything we love, yeah. And so, all, all we can hope to do is do it. In our own way, um, maybe we support some agreeable opinions. Maybe we uh, lay down some unique opinions. Who knows? But yeah. no, you don't know until you, you do it. So um, I feel like we will, the best way to do it is to talk through um, sort of the timeline of the show, but from the, uh, the perspective of the characters. Yeah, um, we,
1: we do love these characters a lot. And I think we've grown to love them as the show has gone on as well. Yeah, it
0: definitely reinforces feelings we and I think a lot of fans had about these characters, which is what's so great about this kind of content is that it's like it's not doing anything new for you. It's just adding on to something that's, you know, again, it's that legacy of these characters have had their movies. They've done great things. You like them. We're just going to continue that. We're going to take that into a new era. And um, so, again, it's a reason why it, it's it's exciting to have uh, Disney Plus to be a fan of the MCU and everything. And so, um, and it's also nice to be able to talk about uh, another very big interconnected uh, story and universe uh, that we enjoy. Um, I think Star Wars is one of the biggest things out there for sure, but I think right now MCU is is arguably just as big yeah, they're killing it. it's just as popular and so for to be able to put on our marvel hat for a little while is, is nice so yeah so the the characters are the thing that make the show that's why you like when you ask what's the point of doing this show it's it's for these characters it's for their journey and and for what they represent and um you know like i said they knew that going in and so i feel like that's the best way to talk about it is Not to spend too much time on the details of the show uh, because hopefully you've watched it and hopefully you will watch it. And I feel like the story's simple. I feel like the overall story is very simple. So to just talk about how our heroes win the day isn't as interesting as talking about the journey uh, to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, um, There's a time when Bucky describes Zemo as he's a means to an end. He's just getting us to this point. And that's what the characters are. The characters are a means to the end. The end is the good guys win. Um, and regardless of how you feel, maybe, that is the end of this show. The good guys do win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a promise of being able to enter into a time of doing better. Uh, and, and so it's more about how do we get there, who gets us there, um, and how much fun do we have along the way. Yeah. So
1: I think it's going to be very similar to our Mortal Kombat conversation with a K. Where it was just like, we love these boys and we want everyone to be happy, but like, this is dope. Yeah,
0: and so um, we start off obviously with um, Sam Wilson. We start off with The Falcon. Um, And, you know, it is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't want to discount it, but it is very much his show and his journey, at least this season. But it's not to say that Bucky obviously does not get his due. Um, I, I think, though that it's, it's a very um, shared experience uh, in terms of me discovering myself helps you discover yourself. But mm-hmm. I think it's led definitely by Sam Wilson, by uh, Anthony Mackie. Um, and Love Mackie. Yeah, he's, he's so great to, in, in everything that he does. And, and Sam Wilson's no different here. Yeah. By being able to be the face of the show, by being able to be the lead of the show, uh, and again, that's not a, that's not a criticism. I, I think that he would even say he shares it with Sebastian. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to push one to the side. I just mean that. I, I think you can't argue the story's his. Oh, yeah. And, and Bucky is there uh, uh, with him. Yeah. And so uh, to, to trade out, like, Chris Evans um, as Captain America, to trade out the, the traditional lead of these kinds of uh, movies and adventures... And to step into that, um, I think he does great. Absolutely. I, I think he sticks the landing.
1: Ah, like a falcon <laughs> like a in falcon the Nevada the desert. Nevada desert. <laughs> I think what Anthony Mackey brings to, what he brought to um, what Winter Soldier as well, like is this new kind of hero. A hero that is not only really cool, can do sick flips, and like has wings, really dope powers, mm-hmm. but also is compassionate you have an emotionally mature man who cares about people so much. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that was beautifully done in Winter Soldier where you had the character of Sam introduced and immediately like, I am someone that you can trust. Right. Um, I love all the scenes that took place in his house mm-hmm. in Winter Soldier. Just like, yeah. I got breakfast if that's something you guys eat. Like, <laughs> just showing how much of a caring well, I th- I think person that was, he is.
0: Was that? No, that was... Winter Soldier. I, I, that and Civil War mix a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That reminded me. Compassionate, caring man, but also low tolerance for bull, <laughs> for bull crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that about him, too, because it reminds me of, like, men that I know mm-hmm. and men that I trust and in those situations would rely on. Right. Like, I, I appreciate that so much about the character of Sam.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that they... From the beginning, they were building up. I, do, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody had qualms about where this would eventually end up. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe you could have gone back and forth of, is it going to be Bucky or is it going to be Sam? Because both of them in, in comics have taken that mantle. Yeah. But I think from the beginning, they were setting up for the MCU, our next Captain America is going to be Sam Wilson. Yeah. And um, you see that in that, in a lot of ways, he plays off of Steve's Captain America, um uh, plays off of um chris evans captain america as a modern take on what makes captain america captain america yeah and that's where eventually sam's journey ends out is he is captain america because of who he is not because of what he's done or earned it's because of who he is and also uh his convictions, what he believes, what makes him who he is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he's not a good soldier because he loves his country. He's a good soldier because he's a good person and, and so on. And um, so it, you see that built out from their relationship together in um, uh, Winter Soldier uh, when he's there for um, Steve in uh, Civil War as well. It's very much, he's very much of this is the right thing to do. That's yeah. why we're doing it, not... Uh, well, Steve said so. So we're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, and so leading into this, where now he has to have that uh, that journey of, uh, am I worthy of being Captain America? Can it can that work? Um, it it's been building and building, and I think this show has given a great payoff to that development. Big time. And I think it's very understandable. I appreciate them. Not just going with the, well, all right, now, because Steve said so, he's Captain America. They're, they they uh, very upfront address that there's things that would instantly make Sam pause. Mm-hmm. That would make Sam question um, not Steve's intentions, but his own. Uh, to, to question even America's intentions. If I do this, what's that going to mean? Mm-hmm.
1: I think that um, the MCU as a whole has done a fantastic job of exploring Stanley's idea that anyone can be a hero. Mm -hmm. And that has stood true throughout, you know, years and years of films. Mm -hmm. And Into the Spider-Verse did it fantastically. I think uh, Bird and Bucky did it so well. Well,
0: because again, it's it's built on, it's who you are. mm -hmm. Who you are is what makes you a hero. And I
1: think think
0: that's what he had. And I disagree because I'm evidence not. Um, I think he had to come to terms with that because he saw it as if I do this, I'm going to be just a black guy who's Captain America. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that you don't have to recognize that reality. That's absolutely true. But I think he has to come to the realization of I'm not just a black guy who's going to be Captain America. I'm a good guy. And, and I feel there's almost this sort of pride you have to have in that I I, I do deserve this. I I do, I, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. spin it the wrong way. But it's, it's like in the end when he's talking about, like, the least I can do is defend. Like, nobody can tell me I can't fight for this country as yeah. Captain America. Like, he almost has to come to this point of pride in himself of you don't need anyone to tell you that you can be Captain America. Like, you don't need anyone to tell you it can be okay. You need to decide that you're the kind of person that should be Captain America. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing, is someone told John Walker he could be, but Sam had to tell himself, I should be Captain America. And and it's completely his own journey. It's not because Steve said so. It's not because, well, that one movie and that one nice scene. No, it's earned in that coming to terms with can, can I represent some, you know, as Anthony Mackey himself says, can I represent a country that doesn't represent me? Mm-hmm. Can this work? Um, and at the end of the day, he's going to be Captain America because of who he is and what he believes, not because of any simple system terms that I, I, I think is what he was originally kind of operating in of, can they trust me to do the job because I'm a black guy? Mm-hmm. You know, um. I have a friend who um, became a police officer, um, black guy, and he, you know, come into the question of, like, are people going to trust a black officer? Now, is he the first black officer? No, but he himself had to have a journey of, like, are people going to trust me if I show up to solve their problems because I'm black? Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to be different? Um, mm-hmm. And so some very similar journey, I think, here of, like, are people going to, rally behind me like they they rally behind Steve. And I think if he's a good person, which he is, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think that ending scene for him did a fantastic job of well, setting up.
0: Well, and out. his ending uh, speech is very much indicative of he sees the world through the kind of eyes of someone who does love the right thing, who believes in it. It's not because it's an America thing. It's because of just his moral compass. Mm-hmm. And that's what's always made um, Captain America, the kind of character that he is, especially under mm-hmm. uh, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, because um, I even said to someone recently of, like, I didn't think of Steve Rogers uh, in the MCU as Captain America. I mm-hmm. um, thought of him as Steve Rogers. I, 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 exactly. And it wasn't until this show um, and this dilemma, this moral uh, question that I thought about what it means to have America on your, on your name, mm-hmm. on your title. Uh, and, and that's ultimately what I think Sam's wrestling with is I'm going to be labeled now, yeah. you know, and there's going to be people on both sides that look at me a type of way. Do I believe in this enough to do it anyway?
1: Yeah. And I think another thing that that ending speech did a fantastic job of pointing out, it did so many fantastic things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the best ones was when you have a meeting advocating for people, Mm -hmm. if you have an organization who is supposedly advocating for people, Mm -hmm. are those people in the room when you are making those decisions? um, That is important.
0: My my organization even... um, there was recently someone who spoke about their time in Nigeria, and they uh, had a board meeting and talked about what they wanted to do for this village. And they were like, okay, we're going to come in, and we're going to replace all of your leaf roofs um, with uh, leave, 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 roof, leave. They had that leaves truce. for roofs. <laughs> um, and with, you know, uh, corrugated steel. You know, you're going to get real roofs now. That's and a lot more upkeep. The Yeah, the village leader was like, we don't want it. Um, if we can replace leaves all day, we can't replace metal. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be great. And then what happens? It's like
1: the Tom shoes thing, like that disrupted an economy Mm -hmm. because people didn't think about, Oh, I'm doing a good thing.
0: Right. And so, um, at the end of the day, they were like, if you're going to give us money, we want education. We want, we want school for kids. And that's ultimately what, uh, was done to help this village. And it's very similar of that of, if we don't have representation from the people we're trying to help, uh, Bridges Out of Poverty, which this isn't necessarily indicative, this show and conversation isn't um, uh, boxed into poverty, but Bridges Out of Poverty is a great book for anyone seeking to help anyone. Um, I think, um, yes, it deals with uh, systemic and generational poverty, but it deals with it in a way of like you can't just give that person a job. You can't just give them even cash and hope that their problems go away. It deals with how you have to make the person, you have to build the person up to be yeah. able to solve their problems um, long term because if you just if you just come in and do what you think is right uh, as a person who's never dealt with poverty, um, or as even someone who's dealt with a very specific version of poverty, like you might even, I, I don't necessarily believe in every drunk can talk at AA. Um, just because you've gotten some years of service and you've gotten some chips doesn't mean you're able to completely, Advocate for everyone else's yeah. AA adventure uh, or a journey. Um, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of an adventure. A- a I guess, adventure. I guess that, I guess that'd be AAA, But um, <laughs> b- just because your reasons for turning to alcoholism, your uh, ability to get off of it, um, your support system—completely different. You have to help people by recognizing people, like, yeah. l- like the way you help me is how you help me, not how you help ten other people. Also. Yeah. It's part of the problems with uh, social services. but
1: And also the acknowledgement that the system is inherently flawed. Right. And so
0: I, I don't mean to get on a sideline, but I do recommend reading the book. It's a great book for um, seeing a different perspective on how we help people. And it's exactly that of we yeah. can't help people by not enabling people to help themselves. It's not a matter of I'm I'm not going to help you. You do it for yourself. No, it's a more of what do you need? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't decide that the canned food drive needs cream of mushroom and corn and green beans. Ask the shelter what they need. What do you cook with? What what do you use most? Yeah. Um that's how you actually help and that's just coming from someone who works with a shelter and I guess that's my high horse. So, we it's, could we could talk a very a, high horse. Yeah, we could talk a lot about Sam because again it 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 really is his show. Yeah. Um I the, the last thing I will say is I do love the look. I do Absolutely. enjoy him in his Captain Americanness. Um is releasing a set of figures and I'm I want oh, them. I don't, I, I I haven't collected Marvel ever, and I think this might be what gets me in, because it looks so good.
1: I think, like, the last Marvel thing we bought was the Bro Thor pop, and that's just because you well, wanted it. I, Pops, yeah, I
0: don't count those, just because I, I, I think of Pops as Pops. Yeah. Um, but whereas, like, I have Black Series stuff, I have, you know, those kinds of things, I don't have anything like that of Marvel, I've just never, I have debated on getting, like, Bro Thor, um. And they just recently released um, Bro Thor in his thorness, so uh, which is a lovely look. Oh, uh, love you know, so I, yeah, I like. So I've debated a long time. This is going to be the one to put me over the edge. Get it? So uh, obviously, we talk about his um, his buddy in this buddy cop. I appreciated um, Spellman's one of the, the main producers for this. His uh, the lethal an- analogy. Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Like you go. There's a point where you go from like Lethal Weapon to Rush Hour. Uh, and they wanted to lean definitely more towards Lethal Weapon, and you as as soon as you see that uh, imaginary meter, you feel yeah. it in, in the episodes and, He's and everything. Getting too old for and, this. And they, they have exactly that chemistry in this. And do. Um, you're a big fan of of Bucky, so I feel like I you am. can take the lead on. It. You can talk about this one first.
1: Who boy? Do I love broken male characters? <laughs> I don't know why. I just like a sad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think Captain America, watching the first one, fantastic movie. It solidified Captain America as my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, the
0: first one or the second one? Uh, the first one. Okay. The first adventure. Sorry. I Boba was vying for my attention, so all you, I heard... You I, had to Italian I, Yeah, I, I had to come in, come come back in. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, But then... Falcon, or not Falcon, Captain America and the Winter Soldier came out. And I was like, who is this boy?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do I love him so much? Right. Um. I I think Bucky has been through so much. So much. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm so happy to see him happy. Yeah. In the last scene of the show. But he has to get there somewhere. Um. Part of what I love about his character arc in the show is therapy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, he goes through therapy, and I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am a big advocate for people getting therapy, even if they don't think that they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's awesome, so awesome to see a character go through crap, get to a point where he recognizes I need help, mm-hmm. and then seek out that help. Well, it was court mandated. But in the end, he seeks out
0: help. I, I don't think that, um, was she completely right for him? No. no. I mean, in, I that's, I in that circumstances, so. you're not going to. Like, court mandated anything, it's going to be very hard. Working with guys who have been court mandated to some of our programs, it's a very difficult journey um, just yeah. because you're the guy, well... I've been the guy the judge told them to talk to. Like, yeah, I, you, you have to kind of get over that sort of relationship and, and, yes. and get to something else.
1: And um, being the person on the other side of the table, I have been the person who has... Had to open up exactly. to a mandated person. And been like, I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear so that I can I get love, out of here. I
0: love the intercut of what he's saying versus what he did. exactly. Um, I, I want to say real quick, uh, we didn't talk much about that yet, but uh, I love the way they shot the scene um, of him in therapy. It's very invasive and uncomfortable, which is what it's, it feels. It's
1: therapy. Like, um,
0: you know, the, the harsh angles, very close up. Yeah. You get to see the minute things. There's moments where you see, um, you know, Stan acting through uh, very, very minor face movements or, or yeah. uh, you know, different breathing patterns. Like, yeah. I like that. It's, it's focusing on, on the little details. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it, the like, filmmaking of that.
1: There's a moment where she asks him an uncomfortable question and, like, you see his face twitch it's it's literally like, just trying he to just compute. clenched his jaw. Yeah,
0: he's like he's trying to he he, he wants to honestly answer, but then he, he what 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 do I need to say? Yeah. What what does she want to hear? Um Which is not the way to go. I do appreciate her though being very honest though too, of just being like that's, that's crap. Like I appreciate her pulling no punches with him. Mm-hmm. Um only because I think she knows he can take it and, and she even speaks from uh she has a line that shows she had service too. So I appreciate that she's an experienced, uh, a life experienced uh, counselor, not just a book experienced counselor. Yeah. Uh, that makes a big difference. And I think, and that's the thing I'd say is, all, although yeah. we advocate for therapy a lot, you do have to be not, you have to be mindful of who, who that who that is. And is. Oh, yeah.
1: um, I'd go to a depressed therapist before I go to a <laughs> neurotypical therapist. Well, in I, a day. I,
0: I think there's something to be said for people that learn to understand and, and live to understand. Mm-hmm. And, Ultimately, though, I don't think there was any way this was going to go if where it wasn't ultimately Sam, his friend, yeah. who did the therapy. Um, one of the greatest, next to the final speech, the, the, the greatest scene in this, I think, is when they're sharing that moment. And Absolutely. it's so important to me that Sam is holding the shield when he's doing it. Because that's him being the kind of person Captain America is. Saying yes. the kind of things Captain America would say. Because it's who he is. Yeah. Um,
1: and I love the prompt right before it of,
0: you ready for some tough love? You ready for some tough love? Yeah, moments? I talked about this recently, uh, where I shared about how somebody was like, you know, I, I want you to understand, I know you and love you first of all, mm-hmm. before I say anything else. Pop a And so, yeah. And, um, and yeah, to that, uh, something I had thought of, but I didn't, uh, say with the whole Sam Wilson thing is, you know, I, I understand some people having trouble accepting, Uh, a black man willing to uh, take on the mantle of Captain America to defend something that doesn't defend him and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Bradley represents that sort of struggle, absolutely, because of his experiences. And Sam even says, if I went through that, I would have felt the same things. I I understand. Yeah. But, again, he comes to the point of no one can tell me I can't fight for what this country is supposed to represent. And that's ultimately what I think he's saying. He's not fighting to keep it the way it is. He's fighting to make it what it should be.
1: Absolutely, um, Sam Wilson is a symbol of change.
0: Exactly, and so and, and that's very real and relatable to me because the the person who's spoken probably most into my formative life um, is that kind of person who has served his country and readily criticizes and keeps it accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he served and just because he loves this country it doesn't mean he doesn't see its problems. And it also doesn't mean that he doesn't get involved and roll up his sleeves to fix them. Um, now, is he Captain America? No. He does what he can do in his own way. Mm-hmm. And and so I think for me, this doesn't feel far off because it's just, I've seen it. I've benefited from someone like that who's criticized something they love for the sake of being able to keep it what they love. Yeah, And so um, I, I just think for me personally, yeah, I, I don't think that his journey to... A, you know, um, Isaiah says, like, no self-respecting black man would be Captain American. And I, th- I think his journey to be like, I-, I get where you're coming from, but I disagree. Yeah. Because I-, I do deep down believe
1: in this. Yeah. And I think a lot of this stuff is very easy for us to say. It, elephant in the room. We're white sure, people. Yeah. We are very privileged. Mm-hmm. But we have also had a unique experiences where there have been black men who have spoken into our lives. And we acknowledge and we see what kind of men those are. Mm-hmm. And I think not everyone has had that incredible privilege.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that's what's so important and ultimately part of Sam's journey to becoming Captain America is recognizing who he's doing this for. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing this, he keeps open the door that we, it doesn't have to be uh, us versus them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, yes, there's problems with America as it pertains to race and representation of black people, Asian American people, um, indigenous people, all kinds. Um, it, essentially, if you're not white, there's a skew. And you can disagree with that, yeah. and I can disagree with you. Exactly. Uh, you but, would
1: be wearing a blindfold at this point.
0: Honestly. Um, and I, But he, the, again, that's the importance of what Sam represents. He represents saying that and saying that it can be better. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying all of America's bad. I wouldn't wear the stars and stripes if I did. Yeah. What I'm saying is it can be better. And I want to be a part of making it better. And and, the, and that's what I think is so important about that is he knows people are going to be looking to him. He knows people are going to be watching. And the way he interacts with what America is and also what it can be it determines how people grow up you know um the way i talk about something uh in front of certain people or do something determines how they do that yeah you know if i say this is horrible they're going to have in the back of their heads well this person said it's horrible so i respect and believe in their opinion so this is horrible they're never going to like you know, that's how we get systemic things is because it just builds out there. So yeah. if, if racism can build and fester in our country because of systemic issues, then so can change, so can good things. It has to be systemic. It has to start somewhere yeah. and go from there. Um, and, and, and I think Sam as Captain America is a catalyst yeah. for that.
1: We have to get away from the idea of, well, what can I do about it? Right. Like there, there's so much of an attitude of that going around right now whether it be for systemic issues or uh, helping with poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, well, that's th- that's for the professionals. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It, it's, Anyone can yeah, be helpful.
0: Right. We're all part of the system, therefore we all have a part to play. Every, every little thing. I mean, we've, sh- we've said before, yeah. especially like with, um, you know, ways to uh, represent um, Asian Folks, I mean, and even Black folks, uh, you know, like learn uh, how to pronounce their name. Folks, like yeah, everybody. Um, you know, like there's little things you can use their pronouns, pronounce their name right, all of those things. Yeah. Um
1: You don't th- have to. You don't have to run up the steps of the Capitol building waving flags. Like right. you can
0: vote. You can invoke. You can invoke change by just. Yeah. Doing the right thing. You can and, make
1: it clear that this is not okay. Right.
0: And, and and again, that's that's Captain America's whole thing. That's that's Sam's thing is you know, it, it it's a matter of just do do the right thing.
1: Yeah.
0: If everybody did the right thing, and that's a big part of the story and the goal of this, the one, one world, one people. I know it gets skewed by a terrorist group, but ultimately their sentiments are defensible. Their sentiments are real in yeah. that we have to get to the point where we all do something to make this right. We have to take down the barriers. We have, And that's not to say that, okay, well, we're just brothers. We're not white and black. No. That's what makes us unique. That w- That's what makes us equipped for our patterns of life and, yeah. and, and to be able to do these things. So recognize the differences, but come alongside each other anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, we used to be so proud of being a melting pot of a country. Right. What happened to that?
0: Right. So I feel like that's a good jumping off point. Um, we can come back to uh, John Walker, but I feel like that's a good point to go to um, uh, to go to Carly yeah. to go to Flag Smasher. Um, I they, I I didn't get Love that um, it was a character and a group um, until uh, the behind the scenes of this. Um, so she is both Flag Smasher and also the leader of the Flag Smashers. It's a little yeah. confusing, but yeah. So uh, as I said, her. motto, their motto is one world, one people. They are people who went through the five years without half of the population. The world helped itself. Everybody helped everybody because everybody was, everybody was screwed over by that. Like everybody was affected, you know, so it's literally this coming together of like, Hey, we're all affected by this. So let's all work together.
1: I've been trying to think of like a real world example of that. And the only thing that I could come back to was nine Mm-hmm. Because Well, I mean COVID to
0: a point. COVID I mean point. I, now that you said nine eleven, that sounds a little sad, but yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, similarly, I, I would yeah. say COVID more so because nine eleven applies to America and, and we made it this patriotic act and everything and um and,
1: it, and now that I think of it, probably not the best example. Well, no,
0: no, no. I, I, I agree yeah. to the sense that, sense that it applies to America yeah. and that, that that should unite us, not against an enemy. Yes. Um, I have issues with how all of that That's was handled right. and everything. But um, so, and, and this show even deals with some of that of the us, making it the us versus them argument and everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, did they have, I don't want to, hmm. it's difficult.
1: It's very difficult. Uh, COVID,
0: then. I think it, it was a global pandemic. I feel like that, although it didn't wipe out half, half the population, it has affected people. And it's, it's something we've all had to deal with. Mm-hmm. So why is it so hard for us to get on the same page of making it right?
1: Yeah.
0: And that, that's ultimately her gripe is that's the flag they're smashing is everybody all of a sudden comes back and all the progress we've made and done has been um, thrown out, has been undone. And, um, you know, suddenly uh, these new homes that we've uh, come together to to make and all of this progress, it gets thrown out and it seems like a good thing. Well, all these other people are back, so they should get their homes back and all this like, it's complex to say the least. But ultimately, the good that was done through the blip mm-hmm. got undone and Ultimately, Carly and um, the group she represents were the ones negatively affected by it. Yeah. And so that's their gripe that they build everything on. Um, but it, and, and again, it's a matter of I, I think it's defensible. I think it's this idea of the government came in and tried to fix things and ultimately made it worse for us, they made it better for others. And Sam even has the line, anytime one thing is made better for one group, it makes it worse for another group. Yeah. And that's where, that's ultimately the dichotomy the of the, the flex measures. I think, is it's the idea of the government swooped in and made it better for the, the folks that came back. Um, I said the blip earlier. Um, they, you know, that were taken out by the snap, come back by the blip. The government helps them and uh, unknowingly, knowingly uh, hurts the people that have been here for the past five years.
1: Yeah. It's... I think it does a fantastic job of kind of exploring the idea of what happens when things go back to normal.
0: Well, and that's the thing, is by going back to normal, we are going to undo good that's happened.
1: I don't want to go back to normal.
0: (laughs) No, right.
1: I like Um,
0: And so I, I, I think all in all, like I said, she represents a very good, just cause. I think it's, again, that twisted sense of it, where she feels like she's she has to resort to the only possible way to getting, it, getting mm-hmm. uh, answers and, and, and getting what she wants. And, and it just further devolves along the entire show of with everything that gets in her way, she just pushes back harder um, and the stakes get higher of, all right, what do we need to do to get these people to listen and to understand how they're hurting us? Yeah. Uh, and it eventually devolves into, well, we hurt them, you know? So, um, I I thought it was I thought the flax Smashers were interesting. I thought oh, yeah. it was, you know, I anything with um, uh, Erin Kellyman. Love her. Um, she's great. She gets to really show off in this and and do a good job. I think.
1: Oh yeah, she
0: does a great. Um, job. Uh, as I as you've mentioned, it sucks that she dies. Yeah. It feels like the old school comic book movie of we don't know what to do with this character, so we're, so gonna, we're gonna kill her. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I. I have my qualms about that. Like, if I could change anything about the show, I I love it as a whole, it would be that she gets away, (laughs) honestly. Well,
0: what sucks is, in the end, everyone gets what they want except her. Yeah.
1: Ultimately, she's
0: still, in the end, treated like an enemy and killed like one. Now, is it done by someone who has their own devious intentions? Yes, the power broker did it. So it's not like... Um, it's not like John Walker or Captain America did it. But yeah. even even still, in the end, if not for what Sam had said, she would have just been a villain to mm-hmm. everyone in the narrative.
1: I would have much preferred if she had went to the raft. Something.
0: Honestly. So I, I appreciate at least the sentiments pushed through by Sam in the end of, like, look, you have to take responsibility for what you did to create her. Yeah. You have to take responsibility for what you did to create John Walker. Uh, and that's where I want to spend this this point, too. Because he has a, a moment when he's held responsible for his actions as Captain America. And he has a very real statement and outburst of, I've only ever done what you've told me and made me to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you realize, like, I'm, I'm just being a good soldier. Like, I was doing what I thought was right. And what you've said has been right my entire career. Yeah. Because here's the thing. And I thought about this when we were watching the behind the scenes. What he did as Captain America would have been defensible if he were a soldier. Yeah. Killing a what is agreeably labeled as a terrorist, um, who had, although he did not kill Lamar, he is a part of a group that has uh, expressed lethal force. Mm -hmm. Therefore, lethal force in defense is reasonable. So again, if he had been just a soldier... That happens all the time, like mm-hmm. that's real. That's that. I mean, well, not even that. Like that. That's that's officers. That's police officers in the field. Like they, You know those split de- second decisions where it's just like this is what we do to get the bad guy right. This is this is my job. The difference was he did it as Captain America, not as a good soldier. And so, um, he's he is right in that moment of like I've only ever done what you've told me to do. But that's where the soldier in him is conflicting with the yeah the heroism of the mantle he's taken. Mm -hmm. And that's what, I think that's such an important split of Captain America's not a good soldier. And that's why he didn't, that's why this didn't work for John Walker because he tried to be a good soldier. That's Captain America. And it's two very very different things. And so I love the duality of um, the rivalry with um, Carly and John Walker and that they're both created by this, broken system. they're broke it's just that one gets painted in a very different light yeah. uh, they, the, the government only wants to take responsibility for one essentially and, mm. and that's Captain America, the one they put mm. their name on. Accurate. so um, what what are your thoughts on John Walker?
1: I <laughs> where Steve Rogers was a representation of what America should be I think John Walker was a representation of what American is right now. I think that, unfortunately, we are so up our own butts that it's really hard for us to look around and say, hey, this is broken. Mm -hmm. Um, You see that in, someone pointed out, um, I saw a meme, where it's all the instances of Steve introducing himself, like, I am Steve Rogers versus John Walker. I I am Captain Captain America. America. Like, you, you get so caught up. In the mantle. Right. Like, we're, we're the best country in the world, that everything else gets lost in the shuffle. Um,
0: America isn't great because it's America. America's great when people are great. Yes. When when good people are good people in America, that's when what makes America good. Exactly. When, when you get into the ideals of what makes us good, that's what makes any country, any system, any force good. Yeah. And um and i i completely agree it was it was a meme but it was so poignant and sometimes memes are and sometimes like i mean Bonk. I, there there's many an episode not all of it i will not wholesale defend uh south Park but there's many an episode where because of their harsh comedy and commentary yeah. they speak more real about certain issues than uh, any other news source or person or commentator yeah. is willing to do because they just don't care they care about just Getting to the, the truth and ultimately getting you to laugh about how ridiculous it is um, mm-hmm. or also laugh awkwardly and then be like, wait, that's, that's kind of real. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little close to home. That actually happens. So, you know, yeah, the meme of just like, yeah, um, he represents what the realities of a broken system because he is in reality a broken man. Um, again, though, he was made that way. Exactly. Um, the problems we have in America were made that way by, by, uh, systemic issues. And so similarly, he's not bad because of one choice. You know, I get the whole, uh, the Batman comic, you know, the one bad day killing joke kind of idea of like, if you just get to one point, good people go bad. No, it, it builds over time Mm -hmm. and ultimately, um, by becoming Captain America, that was what blew it up. That's what took, and, and especially, the, yeah. serums, the serum is the very physical representation of the allegory that is the Captain America mantle. In that, uh, to go back to the doctor's words from the first Avenger, you know, it makes bad, worse, good, better. And so the mantle of Captain America mm-hmm. is the same thing. It doesn't give you powers, but it is a a title and a power and a responsibility that either makes you better or makes you worse. And we see both play out with John Walker and with Sam Wilson. Um, I thought it was well acted.
1: Oh, incredibly so. Wyatt um, Russell. Just big round of applause from us. I,
0: I think ultimately in the, you know, and I don't know, in the end I do feel like I like the last episode helped me lighten up on him.
1: Yeah,
0: big time. I do think in the end he comes around to some good choices. What's interesting about that is he's still on the wrong side. He's still yeah. benefiting from Madame Hydra. Is he going um, to act
1: on that? Right. Is who, the by story? the
0: way, is that Del Fontaine character. She has
1: too long of a name. I'm not
0: going to do that. So I'm going to say Madame Hydra, who is who she is. Yes. Um, she's going to get more interesting, hopefully, in Captain America 4 or uh, the, the Captain America and the Winter Soldier season 2. Yeah. Uh, either way, but... Like, so he's still on her payroll. So it's one of those things where it's like you've made good decisions, but you see you're still benefiting from a problematic system. So it's like you, you've got to, he hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. But it, it helped me realize in the end, I'm like, oh, so he just really does want to do the right thing. And he kind of yeah. made some bad choices. There
1: are people who are going to manipulate that.
0: Because I feel like in the beginning, you can just take it out. He's bad. He's not a good guy. Yeah, I think in the end they show he is. He wants to be. He he really wants to be, but he can't see past his patriotism and he can't see past his pride that maybe he's not going about it the right way. Yeah, and so I think overall great great commentary and I think and they talk about it a lot in the behind the scenes. It's very it's very real, relatable. It's very uh, of our times yeah. to see the. The, the two sides of the coin. Um, again, I never thought about the America of Captain. I, I, I always just, I thought of Steve Rogers. Yeah. This show makes you think about Captain America and who that is, what that means and represents yeah. and everything. So having John Walker is a very necessary part to that commentary.
1: Absolutely. Have you ever seen a picture of what Wyatt Russell looks like just 60% of the time? Mm-hmm. He looks super crunchy. <laughs> yeah, and it's I love a it. whole
0: different... Um, I, I appreciate that they didn't go full on. We want another Steve Rogers. Yeah. We want another Chris Evans, Pretty Boy. He looks the part enough, but he also looks normal enough. Yeah, which I think that's the thing. Is it, it just looks
1: like a dude?
0: It highlights just that it, it. You know, people are people. You know, there there's nothing you can do that makes you any more than who you are.
1: Yes. And you know what you just highlighted a flaw to something I said earlier is oh. everyone can be a hero not everyone should be a hero <laughs> and um, I think I, you can I think you yeah. can get to that point I think there's a big difference between being a dude who runs around in tights and being worthy yeah absolutely and that's the yeah.
0: thing and um and have to highlight uh, his co-star ba- Battlestar such a such stupid a dumb name, name but um, Lamar but,
1: Hoskins as a person yeah
0: and um I wanted to see uh or I remind myself who... Uh, Clay Burnett. Um I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because his last name is Binette or Benet, and it's got a little weird little notch on there. Accident walk? Yeah, so... Show it's me. probably not... Ha- it's probably French or something. maybe. Clay I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, he's a cruel he dude. He is really uh, dope. I really hate that he served a, a very finite uh, character, but... Yeah, that was um, disappointing. I, I appreciate... You know, it, it is interesting, though, because I feel like that highlights the responsibility of accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, even he is blinded by the good, what makes John good. Yeah. He, th- he, Lamar, just like John, thinks he's good because of the medals, because of the career, because of the patriotism. And so it's like, we've got to get past what we define good as. You're not a good person because of yeah. your status, because of your service, because of anything. You're a good person when you are a good person. It's hard to quantify because that's what it is. We're humans. We're, we're not quantifiable. Yeah. And so it's got to get deeper than labels it's, in terms of
1: yeah.
0: what heroism, like you said, what heroism means and everything.
1: It's the difference between um, Fox and Rex. They're both good soldiers, but I would rather be in a car with Rex That's interesting.
0: Because because personality because of... Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good uh, uh, illustration there. Thank you. And I used Um, clones. Let's hurry through so we can make sure to highlight our uh, last two big characters. Um, I feel like we can pass through Sharon Carter quickly. So let's go ahead and...
1: Just (laughs) like Taco Bell on a Friday night. We're just passing (laughs)
0: through. Um, I am... I expressed a dissatisfaction with uh, her character with this.
1: And I think we're meant to. I, I agree.
0: Um, I, I think this is also, again, a highlight of how good can go bad. Um, they're going to have to do a bit more moving forward to really sell me on it. Yeah. Um, just because it is a very, very hard 180. But I, I think more story of her, her, of her time leading up to being the power broker... Yeah. Is ultimately what we need.
1: And we just need a really big someone walking up to her and going, you blew it. Yeah,
0: you blew it. You, you just, you had it all. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, and we talked about this with the behind the scenes thing of like, I feel like the moment where everybody thought she was going to get bigger, you know, the kiss in um, Winter Soldier. Which I
1: didn't like Or was I... it Civil War? It was, it was Civil War. Civil
0: War. Um, everybody thought that was the moment they were, where they were like, hey, this is going to be a big deal. I think ultimately was maybe not then, but can now be interpreted as actually that was a that was a sign off. Yeah, that was Steve being like, hey, this is this is what you're going to (laughs) get. This is all I can give you because my pillow soft lips. That's it. Right. We both wanted this. So here you go. And let's recognize that that's all we're getting, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just because I think that. Uh, like I put it, he he had bigger things to do yeah. than get in a relationship.
1: And, like, you were with me when we watched that. I, I, it was an eye-roll moment for me because I don't like unnecessary I, I, romance. Yeah,
0: I know they were trying. And, and that's the thing is I think that now, retroactively, again, we can look at it as a... It was never meant to get to fruition. I think it was yeah. meant to be this, this try, this play, but ultimately with no payoff. Yeah. Um, and I think that... Um, that's that's kind of the point, the dissatisfaction of, well, I think it never would have gone a different direction. I think yeah. ultimately, at best, maybe she would have just been a shady uh, U.S. agent. But, like, um, you know, in, in this case, I, I believe, here's the thing, we don't get that much Sharon Carter. No. I don't think you just pull a 180 like that. I think she's been open to shadiness already, and this just gave her the opportune time to really just go over the edge there is still time to save and make her very Robin Hood-esque but I don't think they're going to go that direction I think she's going to ultimately play it out to the end to where she's going to just get you know get to the climax and realize I messed up and but there's going to be no saving it um but that's just my opinion yeah I don't know I don't I don't necessarily want them to save her I don't think people are going to be feel some way about it, but I don't really think she was ever that that interesting. Again, you know, she served a certain purpose with Steve. Here, now she's a stand-in stand-in villain. I think ultimately she's going to get taken out by Madame Hydra. I think so. So, um, now not to say that she didn't do a great job here. Oh, she did wonderful. A right? lot of great stunts, a lot of great acting, and um, mm-hmm. and definitely a representation, too, again, of that side of, hey, you guys went and fought superhero battles. I kind of got stuck here. I did what I had to do. I like the flip side of, and then the Avengers went home, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which leads us to Zemo. Oh,
1: Zemo. We'll end on
0: Zemo. It wasn't. Int- it was wasn't depressed. intended. I uh, actually intended to end on John Walker, um, but uh, we got into conversation. We gotta do what we do here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zemo. I love him. I love I, he's him
1: so. Inc- Daniel Bruhl is just.
0: You mean uh, German Owen Wilson?
1: German Owen Wilson. <laughs> yes. My favorite um, fun fact is no, that he yeah. was the German voice of Lightning McQueen. Right, so now
0: people are like, "So wait, is he going to be the German voice of Owen Wilson in Loki too? Because that would be great, right?" Catch chow catch chow um, um, Yeah. Take it Damn. away, Errol.
1: <laughs> I think Zemo is the most empathetic villain in the MCU. My opinion. I I think that he has the most reason to be a villain. I think he's very, personally. I think
0: he's very. Um, yeah. relatable, yeah. defensible. He's chaotic. I, I can't, without giving proper thought to it, say he's the most, but I definitely agree. He is, he's one of the primary ones you think of when you think of villain with a truth.
1: Yeah. And, like, he is one single-minded in his truth of, like, I'm going to make do my best to make sure that the people who are responsible for my family's death at least take accountability.
0: Right. Um, and so I feel like... Uh, he gets to really show off in this. (laughs) He gets to
1: show off in a lot of different ways. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
0: and that's the thing is, I mean, by being a very agreeable character and villain, um, I guess anti-villain is Eh. the term for it. I don't know. It's hard to give labels to anything anymore. But by him not being a wholesale bad guy that we should hate the entire time, they do get to have a lot of fun with it and play up certain parts to where, well, because again, it's very... Uh, uh, conflicting when you take a, a bad character and make them likable yeah. because it's like you almost lose the tinge of what's supposed to make them um a commentary yeah uh, of of bad choice or whatever so um you know like if they made thanos well no that's not even a bad example because partly he had a good point too darn it marvel stop giving so many villains good points
1: um, I mean, they're making a show about one. Honestly, though,
0: that's the complex thing. That's what I appreciate it, though, for is no villain is without their truth. Yeah. Um, unless you're Palpatine. Um,
1: Palpatine and, just wanted to get to the top. He I'm joking, care.
0: but like, like, that's a very general statement. There are bad people that are just bad people. But in, in, a lot of the times you can't put it all on they're just bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it builds from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. It means something. And by making it a wholesale... No, they just have bad intentions. No, they just want it their way. No, they just want to hurt people. We don't see the truth behind it of, again, with Carly. Yeah, by the end of it, she wanted to kill people. But why? Where did that come from? Am I saying that by her killing people, it's not right or or not wrong? No, I'm saying, though, that she didn't wake up as a 19-year-old one day and just say, I want to kill people. Mm -hmm. She was led to this point. Personal responsibility? Yes. But what led to that? What systemic issues led yes. to those choices. Um, when we make it yeah. the us versus them, we leave no room for empathy and we then make it out that we are the right ones completely. because if it's us versus them and they've done bad things, well, I mean, we can't take responsibility. That's their fault. So we, we are just, we are righteous and every and it's like no, you, you could have when, when a fight breaks out, it's never 100% one person's fault. What did you say that led to that? No, mm-hmm should the other person be able to control, like, just because they said that doesn't mean you have to give into it. But should they have said that? No. Like, that's, that's the big thing that's always missing in those conversations. We say, well, they said no, no, don't tell me what they said. Why did you feel the need to respond to it? No, let, let's actually circle back to that. Why did they say what they said? Mm -hmm. Why did you think it was okay to say that, knowing that they were going to do that, and then they would do that? Like, that's where we get yeah. these domino roles um, and everything. So
1: not to be, you know, Iron Giant on main, but you are who you choose to be. Right. That is the choices that you make inform who you are as a person.
0: Exactly. And I, th- I but I think it's important to recognize where we have allowed others to make choices for us. Exactly. And and that's a big thing about this. You know, Sam. Sam tells Bucky, you know, you need to stop letting other people decide who you are and mm-hmm. and tell you who you are and everything. Like, you can keep saying that they made me make these choices, but you have to take personal responsibility. Now, once you've done that, let's go back and talk to those guys about why they made you make those choices. Yes. Absolutely. Like, you know, so it's so important, though, that we recognize that nothing's perfect. And things can lead to things. Yeah. And we can't just punish Zemo but not go back and hold the Avengers accountable for what they did that made Zemo. I, you know, I think that's completely honest and fair. Yeah. Um. That's what Batman versus Superman tries to do, um. But tries. arguably, Age of Ultron does that much better. Or not, Age of Ultron, Civil War. Sorry. Yes. Um. Does that much better of you create this sympathetic plight? You create this this system where you can't. You point out the holes in the righteousness. You say like, the the Avengers aren't perfect. The Avengers aren't without fault. Yeah. And and the choices they make and the things they do affect normal people, affect other people,
1: yeah. and ultimately then those
0: people affect other people, and it just continues and continues. It's a
1: lot of people only seeing their side of the story, mm-hmm.
0: and that's what Civil War is all about. And um, you know, all of it's about. Uh, you know, Tony only sees it his way. Um, the American government only sees it their way. Shield sees it their way. Captain America, even even though he's more right. Only sees it his way. Team Cap. It's a lot of stuff. I agree. Team Cap all day. Um, which is uh, a great thing to end on because um, that's what's exciting. We're using this as a jumping yeah. off point to talk about um, my. my second favorite Marvel trilogy. Your favorite Marvel trilogy. Yes. Um, and the beginnings of Nerdyverse uh, entering into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So um, here and there for the next little bit, we're going to be talking about um, the MCU. Um it's not going to be back to back to back. Uh, we're going to follow up this episode with a conversation on the Captain America trilogy because it's appropriate. Uh, and you delightful. Know, take a time to look back at what led up to this great show. Um, and then down the road, after we talk about Shang-Chi, which I am very excited for. So excited. Um, after we get a proper Mandarin, we're going to go back and look at the bad one and talk about the Iron Man trilogy. <laughs> <It, laughs> um, oh
1: boy. Right. boy. I hope they make it right. I hope they make it right. <laughs> There's going to be a conversation.
0: And then I think we have... Oh, yeah. And then we're going to end the year. Our finale for Nerdyverse uh, on the show is actually going to be ending out in um, one of the best superhero adventures in film ever, I think. We're going to talk about uh, the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy and MCU trilogy. We will get to Andrew Garfield at some point. Don't take that a certain way. That doesn't mean that. I can only fit so many episodes. And if if I have to choose between McGuire and Garfield... Come on.
1: We have complicated feelings. You love these movies so much. Which ones? Uh, the Raimi trilogy. Yeah.
0: You don't? I thought you did.
1: I love the first two.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Everybody does. Everybody. Everybody everybody like, everybody loves the first two and likes the last one. Or at least <laughs> tolerates it.
1: I think Dave Franco, or not Dave Franco, James Franco does a delightful job as Harry Osborn.
0: That's it. You can at least say that people did a good job. So Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Our December is going to be all Spider-Man because we're getting the... Uh, possible end to the MCU trilogies of Spider-Man Christmas. movies. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the last time we see Tom Holland, but oh, gosh, no. for, for a time, that's going to be a bookend. Yeah. So we thought it was a good time to talk about that. So uh, MCU is coming to Nerdyverse. So hopefully you're excited about it. We are. Uh, you should have known about it. We did our rewatch uh, recently and we're talking yeah. all about that. So um, yeah, things to be excited for. Uh, looking forward to it. Because, I mean, Marvel's always producing something. Um, actually, no, I, I forgot. We are talking about Thor too, which is my favorite, uh, MCU trilogy, um, because we're getting Loki in June. So that's exciting. Uh, we're excited, uh, to get a fan favorite character. I think that one's just going to be fun. I don't think we're going to have as much commentary, and, and and fluff. I think it's just going to be a lot of
1: that was Tom Hiddleston,
0: <laughs> you know. Like,
1: and to just, you know,
0: bring down the
1: house with such a good vibe. We're also going to be talking about SAW at some point. <laughs>
0: uh that's actually next. Yeah, so um we're talking about Captain America trilogy, then we're going to yeah. take a break and uh get back to our Star Wars cuz May 4th is coming up and Bad Batch is releasing, so we're going to talk about that first 75 minute I'm long a bad premiere Batch. You episode. Can't kill me. Yeah, you heard right. It's a seventy-five minute premiere episode. Yes. So yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Um, it's a new era of Star Wars animation, so that's gonna be exciting. exciting. It's a very unique uh, uh, period to to enter into. So I, I I'm looking forward to hopefully some interesting things from it. I mm-hmm. have high expectations. Um, so uh, Bad Batch, and then we're gonna come back to Nerdyverse and uh, talk about our first horror here on Nerdyverse. Um, and it's just gonna be exciting. We're talking about one of my favorite series of horror films, yes. Saw. Uh, we're gonna talk about the ones, um, the 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 original films leading up to the new spinoff, I uh, guess. Spiral, uh, oh, no. from the Book of Saw, which uh, looks to be very exciting. Oh so, yeah, we're not gonna spend a lot of time. Let me put everyone at ease. We're not gonna talk a lot about the we're, the no. gore and the scene like. We're um, gonna talk about the story. We're are we're, we're
1: watching it for the plot. We, all right? We, right?
0: We're, yeah, we read it for the plot. Um. But no, like, but really though, I, I I have the appreciation for the story and the characters, and that's what mm-hmm. I want to talk about. You want
1: to talk about complicated people? Oh yeah,
0: so that's what uh, I look forward to with that yeah. series. Hopefully, my my endeavor is to give folks an appreciation for something that gets a bad rap. Yeah, like um, I did. I don't I don't think the gore is defensible, but I think that the story is interesting. That that's basically what we're gonna do for three episodes. Um, but don't worry, and then we have a hat chatter in there to kind of break up the, the rhythm a little bit. Um, yeah. People enjoy that. We enjoy that, so yeah. we'll, we'll get back to it. So that's all the exciting things happening, um, and we thank our patrons for supporting mm. all of that craziness. Um, it, obviously, we enjoy it. We, we enjoy any time we get to talk about what we love, and hopefully you as well. Hopefully our commentary has been interesting. Um, if you agree, disagree, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and talk to us. It's far better to talk to people you disagree with than to just outright disagree and spew hate. Um, And that doesn't necessarily apply to us. That just applies to anyone you disagree with in life. Yeah. Uh, It you know. So, uh, but uh, thank you to our patrons. Thank you to our friends over at Red Five Network. Um, And uh, I know you jumped in with some watch parties with. um, Yeah. From a certain point of view. Yes. You you talk to so many people on Discord. (laughs) I I get lost because I don't even understand Discord. Yeah, so, but, me um, either. I just have fun talking right. to people. Uh, they have, they've done a watch party for all of the episodes. Hopefully they'll yep. do it again for Loki. So if you to. are watching these and enjoy these um, from a certain point of view, podcasts are great folks to enjoy these with, yep. along Josh, with um, anyone else. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Kevin from um, Force Losers is going to talk about it. He loves superheroes. So I, I,
1: I, and we love Kev. Yeah,
0: good people. Um, and so, uh, and, and there are only some of the great people doing uh, podcasting and discussing these great things. So check out Red Five Network uh, for all of that. Um, check out Game Infinite. Um, I don't know if you know, but there was a, a Avengers game not too long ago that was very interesting. Um, and uh, our friend Jesse gave a lot of his thoughts on that, but also all kinds of other uh, video games yeah. and everything. And so, uh, if video games are your thing. Uh, get more of that content by following Game Infinite on Twitter or Instagram or uh, going to gameinfinite.net and checking out all of that goodness at the source uh, other than that we've told you what we're coming up with next so it's just about looking forward
1: to that and yeah we'll be there for it should we end on a dancing Zemo dance?
0: Uh, I'm gonna fly away wait a minute wait a minute you know this is, excuse me a damn fine cup of coffee